Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 431st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is hands down, Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs making one of the most memorable shots in basketball history, ending a game for the ages and sending the undefeated Zags to the national championship tonight where they will be seeking basketball immortality, trying to become the first team since Bob Knight's Indiana Hoosiers in 1976 uh, ran the table and went undefeated. Uh, You just can't say enough about Saturday night's game between UCLA and uh, Gonzaga. It was everything you would ever want in a basketball game at any level high school, college, NBA. It was just both teams playing up to their capabilities. Uh, you know, games were, the, the game was won. It wasn't lost by UCLA. It was won by Gonzaga. Uh, Jalen Suggs, hard to believe he's a freshman. Uh, he's like uh, so polished. And it wasn't just the amazing one step over midcourt and launching from something that sounds like 35, 38 feet and banking it in to win the game, of course, at the buzzer. And uh, But, you know, prior to that, he had blocked a dunk attempt from UCLA and then just moments later threw a spectacular uh basically full-court bounce pass that caught his teammate in stride for an easy bucket. I mean, just really big league stuff from a freshman, no less. And by all indications, he is something special. Uh, You get the feeling he's a name we're going to be hearing for a long, long time, a la, you know, when Magic Johnson was a freshman for Michigan State type of thing uh, way back in the day. And, uh... You know, he, he just looks special, acts special, um, very likable. His post-game press conferences were awesome. And he was just, uh, you, you know, a tour de force during that game. He also had uh, a, lot of, a lot of help from his teammates, especially uh, Drew Timmy, the center who scored six points in overtime. Um, And, of course, Kisbert, uh, basically the team leader. Uh, He he seemed to hit every important shot when it just had to be hit. Uh, And that was the beauty of this game. It was just back and forth. Uh, There really wasn't much separation. There was a moment in time here in mid to late second half where... I think Gonzaga built the lead up to five, maybe even seven, and you thought, well, here we go. They're about to, you, you know, uh, do what they do, which is <laughs> win 29 straight games. And UCLA wasn't having any of that. And again, just you have to give so much credit to them. Uh, I'm a fan of Mick Cronin. He, he was, you know, I, I've covered uh, – uh, the American Athletic Conference. He was the coach at Cincinnati. 
um, uh, a good program in and of its right. When you look back, that uh, program where Oscar Robertson once starred, and uh, I've enjoyed his advancing up to the highest level, which of course is UCLA, and the respect he seems to pay to the uh, you know to the history there. John Wooden and the eleven national championships, on and on and on. Like so, he totally gets it. But again, from the first four to the final four, as we've been hearing often on. Uh, on the broadcasts, it was just a remarkable uh, run by them. Uh, they played so well on Saturday night, as they have throughout the tournament, beating you know big teams, teams that had much better seasons. Uh, this is the classic case of a team going on a run um, late in the season. We see it in all sports, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. And they get, they get into the zone at the exact right time. And that's certainly what happened with UCLA. As Jay Billis said, UCLA on Saturday night would have beat any other team in the country the way they played. And Gonzaga, to their credit, uh, people said they weren't tested this year. or uh, uh, They were certainly tested on Saturday night, and they met the challenge. So tonight's going to be great versus Baylor, two best teams all year. We shall see how that turns out, but should be awesome. Well, my low light of the week is sticking with college basketball, the Arizona women's Cinderella story coming to a crashing halt when their star, Ari McDonald, who had had a magical weekend, uh, missed a buzzer beater that would have taken down Stanford and won the national championship. This was last evening. And, of course, they got there by upsetting uh, UConn on Friday night, a game that I watched. I watched them both, and that was just impressive. They didn't just uh, – it wasn't last second shot. They controlled that game from start to finish uh, on Friday night against UConn and uh, deserved to win it and, again, put a stranglehold on it right from the beginning. And uh, Stanford, great team. Um, but again, Arizona was the UCLA of the women's uh, Final Four. And certainly uh, they played great. They could have won. And it was just right there. Uh, they did a great job in hanging in there at the end when it looked like uh, Stanford was just going to put it away with four or five, six-point leads here in the, in the last few minutes, but they hung in there and found themselves down one with the ball. And uh, a chance for a last-second shot. McDonald was triple-teamed. Uh, but given the weekend she was having uh, and the great player that she is, you thought she might make it despite uh, all the defense being played on her, but didn't go down. And that was that, and hats off to Stanford. First national championship since 1992, so uh, good for them. And my bizarre story of the week is Jordan Spieth finally breaking that bizarre four-year winless drought uh, by winning the Valero Open in San Antonio yesterday, right down the road from where he started college golf at the University of Texas. Uh, he's a Texas native, so uh, he got it done at home, and perfect timing because, as we know, it's now Masters week, and he's headed to the Masters where he, of course, won big, like by a bigger margin, I believe, than anybody ever uh, since Tiger, in and it feels like, uh, you know, when he was about to win his second in a row, uh, he, on that fateful Sunday, he hit those two shots into the water at the 12th, and it feels like that's where the slump began, and he finally, uh, again, put the slump to rest yesterday, uh, he was very candid in his interview, he, he was thinking what we were seeing couldn't figure it out, and how, and it was just really nice to see a, a professional athlete really uh, talk about how tough it had been 
Uh, let's not forget he also won the British Open and the U.S. Open in addition to the Masters. So he's won three out of four, only missing the PGA. So he had a run like no other back in that 2016 time frame. Um, and then, boom, he just... Uh, he didn't just not win. He, he disappeared for a period of time for the most part. Wasn't making cuts, that type of thing. Likeable all the way. Handled it with grace and dignity. And again, finally broke through. And suddenly, you have to, uh, given his history, uh, look at him heading into Masters Week today. Uh, thinking uh, he's someone we need to keep an eye on. Because he's been there, done that at the Masters, and uh, not everybody can say that. So he is definitely uh, someone who could just uh, do some magical things uh, now that he's broken the slump. Won yesterday, and a tough match, by the way. Yeah, Charlie Huffman gave him all he could handle. You know, always, you know, one and two strokes down. So, uh, you know, just. Keeping it competitive, so Spieth had to earn it, and he did. And now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? Hey, good good morning, John. So glad to be on the show this Final Four weekend after the few pretty good ball games. Good ball games on both the men's and the women's side, to say the least. Yes. Uh, but of course, we have to start with what will be, you know, one of the most magical shots in uh, in basketball history, not just college at any level, which is, of course, Jalen Suggs uh, for Gonzaga, uh, taking the you know taking the pass with three seconds left, going crossing midcourt. And it was more of a shot than a heave uh, from something that sounds like 38 or so feet and banking it in cleanly. And just like that, Gonzaga remained undefeated and playing in tonight's national championship game against Baylor. Two best teams all year long playing in the national championship. That's how we like it, how it should be in many ways. And... uh, and what a game on Saturday night. And AP UCLA just put on a show. I mean, that was just one of the best basketball games in recent memory, uh, especially when you consider the stakes uh, of the Final Four. John, yeah, a couple of things. It's kind of rare for us to see the two best teams reach the Final Four because, I mean, they wouldn't have the word March Madness, right? They wouldn't be right. using that terminology. So this is really not March. It's, it's March Madness because of some of the performances in, uh, in a game like Saturday where uh, Suggs hit that bank shot from about 40 feet. And, John, it was a well-played game. The only thing is, John, if you look at the free throw shooting, if either team was hot from the line that day, it would, there would have been uh, much more separation. Uh, <clears throat> when you look at Gonzaga, they were 12 for 20, John. 12 for right. 20. Okay. Right, which is what? And, that, yep. And then you look at UCLA, which was 14 for 21. Not a good percentage, right? Both teams. No. And, and, those, uh, those and, and they shot 50%. Yes. Both, both teams, I think, shot 58%, John. Magnificent from amazing. the field. Yeah, not so well from the free throw line. Correct, but it offset each other because, you know, as you know better than anyone, you, you know, it was the, that type of a statistic from the free throw line that did Alabama in, ultimately. Yes, uh, yes. In their game, lost to UCLA. But anyway, um, yeah, the shooting by both teams, you know, was just really uh, magical. It just seemed like every time either team faced, uh, you, you know, must must score situation. They did score, so it was so fun to watch. It wasn't about people, you know, not performing or or losing. It was totally about people performing perfectly and winning. And you know, Jalen Suggs, AP. I mean, you know, I was looking at him and just thinking, you know, given he's a freshman, like a man among boys, really is kind of how it feels given his age. I mean, it certainly must've been that way in high school for him. I know he was apparently the best football player in Minnesota, the state of Minnesota as well. But AP, when he blocked that dunk and then through that, you know, length of the court bounce pass to hit his teammate right. in stride for an easy layup. That's one of the, yes. until, until his game winning shot, that was like one of the most, one of the best sequences you could ever possibly see in any level of basketball. It was just incredible. Yeah, every play counted in that game, John. And by the oh, by the way, uh, Nick Saban last week received a question about Suggs because he visited Alabama. Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. He did. Sure did. Yeah, to play football. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that. That type of athlete. That's good. Yeah, that type of athlete. Yes, I, I, I didn't know about his football prowess until they mentioned it on Saturday night. And do you know what position he played off offhand? Or well, you can watch him playing quarterback. And quarterback, I guy, think that's he, what I in, a, in his high school career, whatever whatever sport he played, I believe he won 
maybe multiple championships in those sports. Correct. That is my impression as well. Yes. Yes. An icon in the state of Minnesota. (laughs) Kind of interesting, too, in that, let me just say that uh, now I get the connection because the college player of the year, first time ever for a freshman uh, from UConn, Paige Beckers, uh, she's from Minnesota as well. And I had read where those two are are friends. And now I understand why. They're both from Minnesota and they were the two best basketball players in the state. Um, Right. So, yeah, that's pretty cool too. And uh, yeah, I mean, every once in a while, AP, you just see like a special athlete comes along and boy, he could be that guy. You You know, once a decade type of guy. Um, he, he, he used to winning and been in pressure situations and performed to the to the best of their ability, making the last shot, throwing the final touchdown, or you know whatever the sport they're participating, they're involved in it. If, and there's high drama, and they're right. the principal player. Exactly. I mean, he has the goods, you know, and, and he even seemed to be dealing with like little injuries occurring during the game, shaking his hand a couple times, whatever. Um, you know, and to me, one of the interesting things as well, AP, and I do not know the history, uh, but I know the result, which is, you know, I have to assume he's one of the best players in the country. And the fact he chose Gonzaga speaks volumes as to that program. And then you look at Drew Timmy, the terrific uh, center for them, as well as Kisbert, who hit, like Mr. Clutch, hit every shot that really absolutely positively had to be hit. And clearly the right. team leader, goes without saying. Um, you know, what a what a terrific nucleus. And then the kid that transferred from Florida, hitting those two foul shots at the end. I mean, mm, it was yeah. just great all around. I mean, what a, I, I just looked at Gonzaga, you know, really focused in and was really impressed by their talent, to put it mildly. I mean, that's like a great team. Forget their conference and all that uh, stuff. They're a great yeah, team. Yeah, and yeah, and John, you mentioned those two players, one from Timmy's from Texas and Suggs is from Minnesota, and they've got players from other parts of the country and I think Canada as well. So, you know, hats off to Mark Few to – to convince people yes. to come to Spokane, Washington, to play for Gonzaga University. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. And now he's getting the types of players that everybody wants, everybody desires. It's not just I'm the no projects that two or three years later they're on they're on your radar, saying where did he where did he come from? No, he's on your radar immediately as a freshman at Gonzaga University. We know about those, those players. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's clear to me based on what I saw and based on their undefeated record and all that, these are, you know, he's getting the best players in the country. He's right there with anybody else in the country. I mean, Gonzaga is clearly a household name now. I mean, in, certainly in the world of college yeah. basketball, there's no one doesn't I, know Gonzaga no. and they've, you know, they've no. been patient they, and they've built up their program to where they've become literally a household name and immortality awaits yeah, tonight potentially oh oh yeah john you know it's kind of a parallel in some ways i believe in to when yukon basketball came on the scene because the term yukon was oh yeah that's you know somebody from alaska <laughs> right <laughs> right that was never sure, well I mean, said you, AP. there never, was never heard that you, before there, that's a good one yeah i mean you, yeah you couldn't go to other parts of the country not even even in new england and say that word without somebody thinking of uh what you this is a conversation about alaska Correct. and uh you know that so you know, they they that they is, came out to the <laughs> scene with their basketball program yes. right uh yeah you know, and they're and they're yeah, on one edge, ed, and edge of the country. One edge, edge of the country, you know, John. Yep, and I live in, uh, you know, within an hour of Storrs, Connecticut. Uh, right. I've been on the campus. I was there for a pro day a few years back, NFL pro day, and uh, obviously you've been there. You know, Connecticut used to live there, and 
Yeah, I mean, what they've done between, uh, you know, Jim Calhoun winning three national championships for the on the men's side, and then, of course, uh, Gino Ariyama, I think he's up to 11 now. Uh, that's a very good comparison, AP. It's, it's, it's sort of like East Coast, uh, you know, mm-hmm. small school becomes an absolute basketball power, and now... Uh, and now Gonzaga has become that. Um, right. And both with catchy and, names, and, like you said. Oh, yeah. Catchy and, names help. Oh, yeah. And, John, oh, yeah. And, John, think about this for a moment. That I think the, the scenario at Gonzaga has changed now because they're recruiting these top-level players. Think about the Kentuckys and the Dukes of the world. Supposedly, they're getting some of the better players as well. And what they did this year and what Gonzaga has done. You know, they've mixed the, the, some of the top echelon players with upper-class people, and they have uh, an excellent team, a top, top five, top team. Whereas Duke and Kentucky, they, they don't – something about it in the last couple of years now, they're not um, putting together a program with these hotshot players – and maybe somebody's been there a year or two and coming up with a, a team that can go undefeated. Now, granted, the SEC and the ACC is, is not the, uh, the league where Gonzaga uh, competes. But Correct. they can't compete on a, um, on, a, on a basis of maybe 10 games a year, let's say. Gonzaga schedules anybody they can right now. Then they're not conference and they're beating them. Yes, they did that all year long. I think they that was referenced during the game the other night that perhaps they played eight, if I got the number right, eight, uh, quote, power five teams. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they, they've upped, upped their scheduling, and, and the results are there that helped them, you know, become number one since they were undefeated, beating some of those uh, power schools. Uh, and AP, you know, we still have a lot to get to. It's quickly uh, has gotten to the end of our break when you have something like that amazing game on Saturday night to discuss. These segments go quickly. Uh, that just happened. But why don't we take a break now and still a lot to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we, of course, were talking about the spectacular uh, Gonzaga win over UCLA on Saturday night in the national semifinals. Uh, so tonight, AP, we have, uh, again, we just touched on this ever so briefly, the two best teams uh, all year long, Gonzaga versus Baylor. Baylor was the clear number two all year long, and Gonzaga undefeated uh, still <laughs> was pretty much the number one so here they meet tonight in the national championship game and uh if it can be half as good as that game on saturday night i think america would be thrilled oh yeah as long as it's competitive the last five minutes america will stay tuned and john isn't that that amazing those two teams those two teams sean were supposed to play in what december correct canceled because of the, the virus i mean i think that's uh, that's quite co- coincidental, you know. That's quite, co- you know, interesting to me. Right. So they, you know, and I, I saw this mentioned, I believe, on ESPN last night. That, you know, yes. so they've kind of scouted each other. I think they got to a point where it looked like they were going to play. So they are not sc- starting the scouting process. You know, Saturday night at midnight. <laughs> um, because apparently right, they've right. done that already based on their scheduled game that never came off. Uh, you know, welcome to college basketball 2020-21. Um, yes. But yeah, so we're going to get it, you know, and that was a highly anticipated game. And now mm. we're going to get it with, uh, for all the marbles. Uh, AP, you know, I mean, there's been a couple other undefeated teams. Uh, you know, we yeah, I certainly remember the Bob Knight 1976 team. I remember exactly where I watched yes. that game. It wasn't yes. the greatest game ever, but, you know, it was Quinn Buckner and Kent Benson and that fabulous Hoosier team. Of course, Bob Knight, the coach. And then, uh, and if I remember correctly, they beat Michigan. I remember watching on a Saturday afternoon uh, uh, back in Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. it was great. Um, you, you know, we all remember Larry Bird and Indiana State come in undefeated. And oh, by the way, yes. it hit me. There's a good comparison to Gonzaga, Larry Bird and Indiana State. Right. You know, uh, a, a smaller school uh, lands a star, uh, you know, an epic generational star turns out in Larry Bird, and he, and he was yes. in college. Yes. Who didn't love Larry Bird in college? Yes. I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it was fascinating because people were response, right. Yeah, they were they were doubting that team's ability, and not only did they have Larry Bird, totally. but Carl Nix was on that team as well. I think Carl Nix ended up being a second team All American and playing uh, professionally. Carl's out of Chicago. Right. I think he was drafted by Denver. Yeah, Denver. So, and I know that I remember Billy Packer was always a, uh, highly skeptical that. Well, the competition was not very good. And I always tell people, look, when you watch Herschel Walker at a 1A school in South Georgia, I didn't need to to, to know that it'd take him a couple of days, maybe, or a couple, but probably, I would say a couple of plays to get acclimated to, to playing against his teammates at the University of Georgia. He, he had the ability. I don't need to see him play uh, at a higher level to know that this is an exceptional talent. I mean, people making shots like Larry Bird did, it didn't happen uh, when you're watching every basketball team. Right. So I never knew that AP. So Herschel Walker went to like a super small school in Georgia, high school. A little 1A school. Yeah, a little 1A I school, know. Wrightsville, Georgia. South Georgia. Oh, okay. Yes. I know the town, but I, I never knew. 
Uh, never knew that. That's intriguing. And uh, but yeah, you know, Larry Bird. I mean, it was back in the day where you know you were hearing about him for a year or two, especially when Red Arbach drafted him for the Celtics after his junior year. So he was certainly on the radar. But let's face it, we didn't have a chance to see him. It was, you know, before right. the dawn right. of cable and you have a chance to see everybody if you look hard enough. Uh, so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, it was great. John, think of this. Think of this, John, also. He was at Indiana for a number of weeks. He he, he was because he, he came out, um, you know, it was the 79 season when they played that game against Michigan State. He was at Indiana, would have been part of that group, the 76 team that was undefeated. Yep. Can't make this stuff up. It's exactly right. I hadn't no. quite put that together, but but he did indeed play for Bob Knight uh, for a couple of weeks. Never played a game, to my knowledge. Just basically, up no, and left school. Yeah. After a yeah. week or two, and just said, "This isn't this isn't me." <laughs> and I think he went back and worked on like a road crew in French Lick for a week, maybe a year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Something oh, yeah. something along mm-hmm. those lines, and re- and then yes, went to uh, Terre Haute. Terre Haute, but Indiana State. So yeah, right. so yeah, so AP. I mean, I think we nailed it because I don't know that you could come up with any better comparison to Gonzaga than Indiana State and Larry Bird, and Jalen Suggs may indeed turn into the next Larry Bird uh, based on what we saw Saturday night and all season long, but certainly Saturday night for clutch. Uh, he he did things like Larry Bird would do. That's that. He did that on Saturday night. He really did. Right. He, he's been on many stages in high school, and now he's on the biggest stage in college basketball with the number one team. All the pressure is on them to remain undefeated, to win their first championship. Um, I think this, John, is this their first Final Four? I think it is their first Final Four for Gonzaga. No, I, I, They've been very close. AP, I believe they actually made it but lost in the national and, championship game maybe oh, that, two three years ago yeah was that was that yeah they, i think you're right they, they, they got right. to the final game yeah i forget against who uh i but i'm pretty was, sure yeah, about that i forgot yeah i forgot exactly but because uh, the years kind of run together now because john they've been on the scene since around 98 99 yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, the, the, this is this wasn't built overnight. This was built over twenty no. years, and yeah. that's why it's yeah. nice to see. And now they're really going for the brass ring here tonight, in many ways, yes. more yes. than just the national championship. Immortality that is the word. And there's yes. only been yeah, four absolutely. or five teams that've done it, and they're going for it. And I think they'll get credit because of the spectacular. If they do it, they're going to get credit because of the spectacular show they were part of on Saturday night. Like they, Oh yeah. For me, the best part of it is they established instant credibility nationwide with that performance on Saturday night period. They showed they can, they just showed themselves to be special. Oh yeah. John, there was, I think they had uh, 56 points in the paint, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and UCLA was still able to uh, maintain that competitiveness right to the very last shot. That I think that's amazing in and of itself. Oh, what UCLA did was incredible, and I was good. You know, you and I watched. You know, Mick Cronin had some American Athletic, uh, you know, events when he was the coach at University of Cincinnati. Correct. Yes. And, you know, so someone you and I are familiar with and what UCLA did was just incredible. Uh, the way they just hit equally big shots. One, they hit one less than Gonzaga. What else can you say? Because they hit a ton. Right. And, right. Uh, John, John here, here's an unbelievable statistic. Those two statistics that I get, one of them is the points in the paint, the, op, the opponent 56, and you're still to be tied with seconds left. You scored 90 points in an overtime game, fast break points for your team, zero. Right. Exactly. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I know. 
just amazing. AP, what do you think about tonight's game, Baylor? What are your thoughts specifically? We've we've talked Gonzaga. What what are your what thoughts might you have on Baylor since they're a terrific team too? Yeah. Well, you look at that fifty-six points in the paint. Does Baylor have somebody that can contend with uh, Timmy? You know, Mm -hmm. Timmy's not overly athletic, but he's highly skilled. Excellent footwork can go to the left or to the right. Soft touch, uh, very adept making those shots close to the basket. So if they don't have anybody who contend with him, crunch time, Timmy was 11 for 15 on, on Saturday. And, you know, he only had four rebounds. You know, I mean, he's, you know, big, big player, six, nine, six, ten, whatever he is. Um, but he's not dominant on the, the boards. But scoring, you, you better you better stop some of his uh, attempts. You better distract him. You better discourage him. You better, you know, be in his way. And uh, can, th- can that happen? Because if you don't and it gets down to the, the final moments and they throw the ball into him and you, you're not able to stop him, uh, he, he's going to make those shots. Exactly, and until Suggs' game-winning shot, he had made potentially the greatest, the biggest play of the game, which was with four fouls on him when he took that charge. Um, it could have gone either way, but I think ultimately right. most people would think it, agree it was a charge. And what a great uh, move to put himself in there. You know, it's, if it's not called a charge, he's out of the game. <laughs> and that's that, right. and and who knows where it goes from there. there. There wouldn't have been six points in overtime from him. That's for darn sure. So, no. AP. No. So yeah. So I I think you know that, that I'm glad you said that, and we talked about him because that play cannot be overstated as maybe the swing play of the game, along with the blocked dunk slash length of the floor bounce pass. Um, <laughs> The, the, those were the <laughs> memories, but again, all wiped away with Suggs's, you know, final shot. Anyway, AP, I want to thank you for your expertise as always. Uh, I know you need to jump off now. You have a lot going on, and uh, but we just want to thank you for joining us and and talking college basketball. It, it doesn't get any better than this Final Four with. Uh, with that game on Saturday night, followed up by tonight's national championship. Should be awesome. Hey, thank you very much, John. It was my pleasure, and I, I think you'll, you'll be crowning Gonzaga tonight. I really do. I really think that's the um, – they're going to win the championship for the very first time. And either coach has I not won a championship, so it, it'll be a good moment for both both teams. And I agree. I think it's Gonzaga's destiny. I think their moment, uh, the, 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 the test – came on Saturday night, and I think Baylor's going to give them all they can handle, and I think it's going to be a great game, but ultimately I do feel like it's Gonzaga's year. Uh, But we shall see. That's the fun part, and AP, thanks again for joining us. It's my pleasure, John. Thank you so much. And it's time for our break, our last break. Uh, So why don't we do that now and a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's national championship game against uh, between uh, Gonzaga and Baylor, basically the one and two teams uh, throughout the year, throughout the regular season in the polls. And here they are, both course number one seeds here in the tournament. And here they are facing off tonight. Gonzaga, to reiterate what we've been talking about throughout the show, is looking for an undefeated season. Uh, There haven't been many, maybe five or six, uh, and add a few more for UCLA, of course. I was talking more programs than actual undefeated seasons. I think UCLA's probably had five of them themselves uh, or so. And... Uh, but we all remember Larry Bird and Indiana State come in undefeated, but lost the Magic and Michigan State. Wichita State, I believe, come in undefeated uh, a while back. I think Kentucky come in undefeated, and of course, uh, maybe the grandmama of them all was UNLV coming in undefeated against Duke, and Duke pulling that upset. Uh, in the semifinals, I believe that was. So, it's going to be fascinating. Must see TV tonight to see if the Zags can finish off an undefeated season, period. It's must see TV. There is no other way to put it. Uh, and speaking of must see TV, it's Masters Week. I ended the first segment by talking about uh, Jordan Spieth winning his first tournament in about four years. Uh, it's clearly been in a highly unusual slump, uh, but uh, has, you know, going back four years, he, uh, Jordan Spieth uh, has quite the master's history, uh, won by one of the largest margins ever, uh, a Tiger-like performance back in, I think, 2015, or and then was leading on Sunday the following year, and plunked two in the water at Amen Corner, and that was that. And uh, off the top of my head, he basically feels like he's never been the same golfer since until until yesterday. And here we are. He, he breaks the slump. He wins uh, after four years. And uh, where is he off to immediately following his uh, long-awaited victory? But Augusta, Georgia, to be in the Masters. So suddenly... Uh, and, and Spieth has been nibbling at the edges here. He's been uh, uh, playing well and on the leaderboards on Sundays, hasn't been able to close the deal. Um, and in fact, has faded kind of early on a couple of recent Sunday rounds uh, when he came in on the leaderboard. And uh, But now you have to 
uh, take a hard look at what he may be able to do since he has the pedigree uh, of winning that Masters and uh, and the, uh, having survived, shall we say, uh, what happened the next year when he uh, uh, lost the lead in, in an instant and that was that. So, um, should be fun going to be different. Tiger Woods is still recovering from his auto accident of a few weeks back, uh, maybe even more than a few weeks. So, uh, you know, the Masters just isn't quite the same without Tiger. I just don't know how else I could possibly say it. And, uh, you know, especially given that he won it uh, in 2019, um, of course, Dustin Johnson won it last November, so he is the uh, defending champion. And uh, but you know, the last time it was played in April, <laughs> hard to believe, uh, two years ago, uh, really hard to believe, actually. Uh, Tiger, uh, Tiger won in the comeback for the ages uh, when most people had totally written off the the prospect of him winning another major um some you some would make the case that that was his triumphant moment and uh it very well may have been so we shall see uh but the usual names are are in there dustin johnson is the favorite he uh had a great masters last november we all remember it wasn't last april because of the pandemic uh, they got it done. No fans. Uh, there will be patrons there this year. Uh, limited number, I believe. But hey, we're it's it's Masters week, so it doesn't get any better than that for those who follow golf. Um, I had the good fortune a couple weeks ago to go to uh, the first round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational up in Orlando. So uh, it got me. Uh, uh, excited about golf and here we are at masters week which will definitely get me excited so as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday noon eastern time thanks again for tuning into all around sports with your host john inglesby be sure to tune in again next monday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time on the voice america variety channel Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.